You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Boston College. On today's show, we are going to talk about the best and worst case scenarios for Boston College football, where they could and could do well and where they might struggle. And we're also going to give some overviews of where I think the ACC is at, give you some previews about teams, give you a little bit of a feel about some of the overrated and underrated teams I think about when I think about the Atlantic Coast Conference. So there's really no news. Um, The one big piece of news I saw this morning was that Michael Walker, a former Boston College wide receiver and punt returner, you remember him with that big game against Clemson during the game day um, experience in 2018, he went down with another leg, he went down with a leg injury. This is a tough break for Walker, who's missed uh, parts of multiple seasons now on the IR. Uh, You know, he got carted out. This is the second Boston College player to get carted out in two days, or three days, excuse me, joining Hunter Long, which we're still waiting to hear an injury report on. So, Best of luck to Michael Walker. This is a really, you know, when Boston College only has a handful of players in the NFL, and, you know, there's probably about 20 or so right now. When you have two already go down before the first preseason game, that's tough luck. So uh, hopefully for Long and Walker, those injuries are um, small. Uh, The other piece of news is... It's not really news because I just missed it coming out, but Reggie Jackson signed a two-year deal with the Los Angeles Clippers returning uh, to L.A. after a tremendous uh, uh, postseason excuse me, where he was the leader after Kawhi Leonard went down with an injury. So uh, it's great to see him continuing to play well. You know, he's he's had some ups and downs in his career, but he's on a real high right now. So congratulations to Reggie Jackson. I know he's going um, going places again. So. Let's look at the ACC. I've talked about different teams and, um, you know, during game previews and I've looked at, you know, where Boston College kind of plays with them. But I'm looking this today's kind of the 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 deal with today's show is I want to talk about uh, this upcoming season. This is not just a BC versus so and so type of game. I'm looking at teams and I'm looking at the underrated and overrated teams, teams that I think may struggle and teams that I think will do really well. So. Um, if you've listened to some of my podcasts, my overrated you may already know because I, I've I've kind of harped on them. But I'm going to give you three of each. And so let's start with our overrated. Here are three teams I think that are overrated in the ACC heading into this season. One, NC State. Now I on my podcast had them as a battle with Boston College, but I still I'm, I'm wondering schedule last year. Um, you know, I I never can buy high on NC State, so I'm going to put them down as a team that I think may not be as competitive as many people think. I think that they may eventually kind of uh, falter a little bit. The other team that I'm going to put down low is the University of Louisville. Louisville seems to be a darling with a lot of teams, and I just saw the uh, the Athletic did their uh, Monsters and Freaks thing with uh, Bruce Feldman, and they had three Louisville players on there. Now they're led by Malik Cunningham, who, you know, Mark Richt, I heard yesterday praising Cunningham. Um, I don't buy him. You know, he did, he did well against BC, but he is sloppy. And I think those turnovers, they, he may be able to turn it around. And that that's, that's fair to say, but he was very sloppy last year. And that offensive line is not going to get any better. Uh, so, with that, I don't, I don't buy. You know, a lot of people have picked. Not a lot of people. I've seen people picking the Cardinals to finish second in the ACC Atlantic. I don't buy it. They lost Des Fitzpatrick. They lost Tutu Atwell. They lost Javian Hawkins. Now they've got um, 
Hart, I think his name's Hartwell, Hartley, a uh, a wide receiver who they, on that Freaks episode, uh, that uh, Freaks article, excuse me, said they he ran a 4-1-3 on a 40. So they've got some burners out there. And if, gosh, if you got um, Cunningham and, and him doing, th- uh, that wide receiver doing things, they could go places. But I'm not buying it. Just not buying Louisville. You know, if they play sloppy again, they're going to get beat badly. Um, I expect their defense to be a little better. And I'm not saying that they're not going to be a good team this year. I just don't think they're going to be more than maybe like a five. They'll they'll improve to to be about a 500 team. And then next year you watch out for Louisville. So I'm not putting them at at some of these places that people put them. So they're my second overrated team in the ACC. My third one is going to go back to the Coastal. I am going to pick Virginia Tech. Now, I thought about Miami. I don't buy on Derek King, but I don't want to say that they're overrated yet because I saw I saw some glimpses out of them last year. Virginia Tech, I don't buy. I just don't buy him. I don't think that Justin Fuente is a coach that's going to get them where they need, they want to be. I don't see them more than maybe a 7-5 seven, seven team this year. Um, they may match up well with Boston College, and this is not about Boston College. I just see them faltering in some big games and it would not surprise me to see them fall to like the to UVA their their rival and that being the end for Justin Fuente. Now they, you know, I don't get uh launching Hendon Hooker out of UV uh Virginia Tech. I thought he was a good quarterback. Um, you know, if you use the right system with him, I think he could be dangerous. And they lose him, they lose Khalil Herbert to the NFL. Um, I just they're a team that I just don't see going far. I don't see them competing in the coastal this year. So those are my three overrated. Here's my underrated teams. Obviously, one's going to be Boston College. Um, I don't think they get the respect they deserve. I think this defense is going to be better. Um, And obviously, their offense has the potential to be one of the best in the conference. Will they be the number two team in the Atlantic? I say yes. I've said it all along. I think this is a 10-win team with a – so nine wins and a bowl win. So that's 10. Um, I have them doing something like that this year. So I think Boston College is a underrated team. And I think a lot of people are starting to catch on to that, which is scary because you hate seeing BC uh, be so – so uh, respected by the media, you don't you usually don't get that. So I think it's going to be a big year for the Eagles. My second underrated team is on in the Coastal Conference. I'm going to go with Georgia Tech. Now, yesterday on our podcast, I t- I gave a preview of Georgia Tech and I said that Boston College should beat them easily. However, I still think that they're a team heading in the right direction. I don't think of them like I think of Virginia Tech going in the wrong direction. I think Louisville, I had kind of stagnant, and then. NC State, I, I just don't think they're as good as people think they are. Um, I have Georgia Tech going in the right direction, and that might be that they go 6-6 six and six this year. That That's still an improvement for them, and that's what you want on in this program, and, and I think that's where they're going to go. So my second underrated team is Georgia Tech. And my third one, and Boston College fans are going to hate me when I say this, it's not Syracuse, because I don't think they're that kind of, I don't, don't Don't tell me what I really think about Syracuse. Um, I'm going to put Florida State. I think Florida State's going to be better than people expect them to be. I think Mackenzie Milton's a good quarterback. And if he can be anything like he was with the uh, UCF where, you know, pre-injury, he could be a really dangerous threat for that squad and really get Florida State going. I think Norvell, you know, he went through his his drama last year. You know, he had all those players, you know, walking out and protests and all that kind of stuff. And I think he got rid of all the guys that just didn't fit his system, including Jaden Lars would be. I mean, he's on Boston College now, and I don't think he just fit in Norvell's system. That's like, you know, honestly, 
one year of of chaos is not a bad thing because you get the locker room the way you want to get it. And I think Norvell might get that. So we'll see if they are a team that gets in the right direction. I still think Boston College will beat them, but I think you uh, Florida State, you're going to start seeing them really turning things around. And I think in you know they're trending to be a team that will be a top 25 team in a year or so. And I think that's... Uh, Good news for those in Tallahassee. Now, in a moment, I'm going to look at the Boston College's worst case scenario in 2021. But before we do that, this is a quick reminder to check out Locked On ACC. It's hosted by the great Candace Cooper, and it's a daily Boston, uh, daily ACC podcast that talks about everything in the Atlantic Coast Conference. It's also co-hosted by a um, rotating group of Locked On hosts, including yours truly. I'll be on tomorrow today's show. And you're going to want to hear my thoughts about some things that have to do with the conference. Uh, make sure you go to wherever you get your podcast and subscribe to Locked On ACC. Now let's talk all about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing with the NFL right and college football right around the corner. You can track it all at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs on their website. And before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. And when you use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. We are going into some season preview talk here. And one of the conversations I wanted to have with you is what's the best case scenario and worst case scenario? We're going to kick it off with the worst case. Let's go with what's the the worst part that could happen to Boston College. What's the floor for this team? We've talked about the floor before, and I said it's like eight, seven or eight wins for BC. But what's like the worst thing that could happen? Obviously, you'd look at the schedule and say, hey, you know, if Phil Dracovic goes down and Zay Flowers gets hurt or some catastrophe happens where a bunch of guys are injured, that would be a worst case scenario. But I'm going to look at this through the schedule. We'll go through the schedule and I will talk to you about what could happen that would be uh, the, the the worst case scenario for the Eagles. Now, for the for best and worst case scenario, I have BC winning the first three games easily. They're going to beat um, they're going to beat Colgate, UMass, and Temple, and I don't think that's going to even at the worst case. I think BC's way better than all three three teams there, and should easily get those wins. So those are not things I'm going to look at um, as potential down down pieces here. Now here's where it gets a little negative. Missouri, an underrated team. My my co uh, co host sometimes, Mitch Wolf, says, "Hey, you know you can't underrate Missouri. They're a team that could beat BC." Uh, so I'll give. So now we're we're talking the worst case. What if Missouri, you know, an SEC squad comes to uh, Alumni Stadium and beats Boston College. It could actually happen. I mean, I have BC winning that game uh, in my realistic, but I'm talking worst case here. Maybe the defense doesn't doesn't click, or Dracovic hits a snafu, and all of a sudden now they're three and one. Now we're talking worst case scenario here. They head off next to Clemson. So obviously, if this is worst case scenario, they don't have a chance against Clemson. Um, and I'm going to have BC losing that game as the negative. So now they're three and two and you're like, Ooh, that's not a good way to start the season. Uh, you're hoping four and one would be a good way. Or, you know, if you're really positive, they stun Clemson. So now they're three and two. We're going to continue down that road. They play NC state, a team that I has of a 50, 50 game, but We'll go to the negative route here. Say Devin Leary is their quarterback. They're a very well-balanced team. They knock off Boston College. BC is now 3-3. Three and three. 
all of a sudden all that praise of Jeff Halfley is like, ooh, it's starting to feel really negative here. Um, and that's po- this is possible. This is a negative. This is the low, you know, like the worst case scenario, three and three. I could see if you're if you're talking that now we're struggling. Maybe the defense is not where it should be. If the defense is not where it should be, say they go to NC State and NC State puts 30 points, you head to Louisville. That game is all of a sudden very important, but also very scary because they have offensive weapons with speed. And I'm guessing if things aren't working on defense, speed is going to be a major factor for that. And that could be what causes them to downfall. So I look at this defense and I say, if things aren't working, they're not going to work against Louisville. So now they are three and four after the Louisville game, three and four, including four straight losses for the Eagles. Not good. That again, this is bad case, but next game, Syracuse, I don't care where Boston college is, how much they struggled. They're going to go to the carrier dome and they're going to beat Syracuse. They're now four and four. Syracuse is not in the same ballpark as Boston College. And I just, I don't see them taking a step up. And, and as bad as BC plays, they got too much talent. So they're four and four. They're going to dip back below 500 again, though, when they face against off against Virginia Tech. Uh, because uh, Virginia Tech, you know, with Braxton Burmeister, maybe he's too fast and that defense just can't handle him. And they go into Boston College, they beat them. It's now four and five. Four and five. They then face off against Georgia Tech. And. I think they beat Georgia Tech. I think no matter what happens here, I think this is a win for BC. They're five in five. And that's where they're at heading into the end of the season. Now they get two more games and they have to make a bowl to, to win one to make a bowl. And this is back to where fans are already kind of grinding their teeth thinking, oh God, we're, we're, you know, we're battling for the Fenway Bowl or the Quick Lane Bowl or whatever it bowl is near the bottom of the ACC packing order. Now, I'm not going to pick which of these two teams Boston College beats, but they'll win one of the two, Florida State or Wake Forest. I think they'll beat one of them if this is the worst case scenario and win the other. So my worst case scenario for Boston College is six and six. Okay. I think that's that's like bare minimum. And I think obviously my real, my goal, my, my, my prediction is 10 and three for this team. So that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that this is a possibility. This is like where things could go if like the defense isn't clicking or there's some issues with the team that we just can't click, we can't figure out at this point. So f- six and six, you'd hope to good God they win a bowl game. Um, but six and six, even with a bowl win and all of a sudden that like goodwill that Halfley gets, you're going to start hearing fans grumbling again, which I, I, I'm i not into, but whatever. You can grumble if you want to. And we start talking about how... Um, that, you know, they're feeling, you know, that this isn't going in the right direction. We're still stuck. We're still in the middle of the ACC. So you want to hope that this is not where it goes, but that's that's a, definitely a possibility. So this is the this is the worst case scenario here. Now, in a moment, we're going to get to the best case scenario. Let's talk about where things could really go if Boston College is clicking, because you're going to want to hear what I have to say about that. But before we do that, let's chat about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bar has 100% covered in chocolate, and it's delicious. Whether you try the coconut, the coconut almond, I love them all. I love to put them in the fridge. Just chill them a little bit. That makes it a nice summer treat in the middle of the day. Now, if you haven't checked them out, you can also get the multi-pack. You can try them all out, see which one you like. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs. And 
They are delicious. They're great for the keto diet or for those weight-conscious guys or gals. Head on over to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. We, in our last segment, talked about the worst-case scenario for Boston College football. We had them at 6-6. Six and six. I think that's probably the, the basement for BC. And it would be, honestly, a very disappointing end of the season. A season that has so much hype, you want to see the team take that next step. And obviously, that wouldn't do that. So... Let's, let's turn that around. Let's have some fun here. Let's talk about the best case scenario. Now, I've gone on record, as I've said before, of saying I think Boston College goes 10-3 and three with a bowl win this year. So 10-3, and three, including a bowl win this season. Now, they, what, let's look at the schedule again and see how it could even do better than that. Because, I, you know, it, it's very rare that it could happen. But, hey, maybe something clicks with this team. Maybe the defense really does take that step with Halfley and Tim Lokobu um, surging. So... First three games, obviously wins. Colgate, UMass, Temple, win, win, win. That's 3-0 and right there. Now, let's start flipping things. Missouri, you can beat them. 4-0, okay? Now, I am still going to stick with Clemson as a loss. Sorry, I just don't think they're going to beat them. So, uh, you know, they can't, they're not going to go 12-0. and I'm saying best case scenario here. I mean... This is Boston College. It's not a, a team loaded with blue recruits. And as much as some people want to say, hey, this team's going to go 15-0, and 0, we're, this is realistic best-case scenario here. So they're not going to go completely flawless through this series, season. They're going to have a loss or two. So then we look at the rest of the season. You look at the rest of the games, and NC State, Louisville, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Florida State, and Wake Forest. Best-case scenario here. They lose just one of those games. They end the season 10 and 2. All right. That puts them in a New Year's Six Bowl. New Year's Six Bowl, say something on the other half of the of the ACC. Uh, maybe Miami and uh, UNC vulture themselves into that, you know, they're a three loss team or a two loss team and they're behind BC. Now BC gets a top tier bowl game. They get to go play, you know, an SEC school in um, the Orange Bowl or some big time bowl game um, that really elevates the program and they win. Now, now they're 11-2. They have a marquee win at the end of the season against a top 25 team. They're definitely top 25 themselves at this point. And all of a sudden that catapults the, the program. That gets Boston College to the to the next level and you'll start to see unfortunately you'll start to see Halfley's name thrown around a little bit for new programs but it'll help him if he stays stays around and I think he will it'll help him recruit more on uh, some of the higher level prospects that baby BC hasn't been able to get before he all of a sudden this program is is going to look attractive and then you look ahead say you're going 11 and 2 you have some options. Now, I've mentioned before, I think Dennis Grossell has one more year of eligibility if uh, he stays around. So he could be your quarterback moving forward for one season until you get to the kids. Or if he's not available or maybe he's not the choice you want, I think he would be, um, you go for a transfer. And if BC is 11-2, and two, you will get a good transfer um, because they're a good program and kids look at programs and say, hey, I want to play for a good school. So you would look around and say, hey, maybe there's a kid that wants to come play for a year, grad transfer, you fill that slot, then you have a transitional year until you get to 2023 when all of a sudden all these new kids are here and ready to roll. So I think you know that that season, that would be 12, uh, 11 and two, and a, you know, a big win, that is your top of the line um, 
scenario here for Boston College. That's the best that they can get. I have him at 10 and 3, so I have him one less win than that. But I think that Boston College, I mean, is it that out of that realm of possibility that they could win all those games and go 11 and 2? I don't think it's that I don't think it's that odd. I think it could happen. Um I have them with one more loss than maybe that, but I think they could do it. I do with some people who are really, you know, get their maroon and gold glasses on that think they're going to go perfect. I think you're going to be in for a sore disappointment because that's not realistic. I think that's that's living in the clouds. You got to get your head where you think it actually will happen. I um, mean, anyone who wants to bet me that BC is going to go 15 and 0, um, I'd be happy. Um, I I have large amounts of money I could bet you if you want to because um, I'm happy to make that bet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't want to do that, but I don't ever want to bet against the team that I'm covering. But I'm just saying, um, I don't think that would. I don't think that's going to happen. So. Um, just a little quick news bite uh, as I'm recording this in the morning uh, because I'm doing something in the evening. Paul Theobald has transferred. Um, we knew he was in the transfer portal. He wasn't coming back to Boston College. He's ending up at Albany, so he's ending up at an FCS school. Good luck to him. You know, he played a little bit for Boston College. Really wasn't much of a factor heading into this season, so hopefully he'll get some starting minutes with that program and, and get a chance to really play because that's what you want to see for all kids. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to continue. We're going to wrap up. I said we're going to do it today, but I'm going to do it tomorrow. We're going to wrap up the team previews uh, heading into the 2021 season. We're going to look at Wake Forest and Florida State, and I'm going to talk about those two games and Boston College's chances in them. Uh, if you like our podcast, please subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at LockedOnBC. You can also check us out on YouTube. I really hope you do hit that subscribe button. It does help us a ton. YouTube is a great way for us you know, at LockedOnBC to grow this podcast. So hopefully you check that out. I am the host of Lockdown Boston College. My name is AJ Black. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. Let me know your thoughts about anything you want on that. Um, as long as you're polite, I, I hate people who just like, I got someone this morning that was like West Virginia fan who really didn't like me, who was making sure that I knew it. He he went on like four different social media accounts just to rip me, but you just hit the little mute button on that one. But if you want to talk, I'm happy to talk on Twitter. So hit me up there as well. And um, check out Maroon and Gold forums. If you really want uh, fast responses, I am on that all the time. Check me out there. This is AJ Black. Have a great Wednesday, everyone, and we'll see you again soon. Take care, everyone.